across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Happy Wednesday, Rockstar Nation. Man, I hope you enjoyed the first part of the Tim Harris interview Monday. And we're going to play the second part and we're going to go deeper and deeper into some really good stuff. I love guests who aren't afraid to go deep in the stuff. Some interesting news, you know, with the Super Bowl. I don't know if any guys heard this, but there was an ad played during the Super Bowl in the South. Uh, only select television stations played this. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for you here. This is a YouTube. I'm I'm playing this uh, off my computer, but uh, you'll be able to hear it. And then I want to talk about this. Hold on. Why is it they want to sell a home? They want to buy, but something keeps them apart. Huge commissions demanded by powerful real estate middlemen. That's over. Thanks to solopro.com, real estate on demand, no commissions. Why pay 12000 With solopro.com, buy or sell a home for just $9.99. That's the solopro.com real estate revolution. Keep your money. Wow. Keep your money. That's interesting. I don't know if any of you guys saw that or heard it, but the, uh, there's some media out there about it. I read about it on Inman this morning, and it's interesting. I looked into it, and what they're doing is this. They've taken the technology or the whatever you want to call it, inspiration from companies like Uber, right, who you need a, or Lyft, you need a ride, right? You put it out there, and whoever grabs it first grabs it. There's also another cool app called Favor, F-A-V-R, and basically you need a favor, need someone to come over, clean up your house. You need somebody to shovel the snow off your driveway. Whatever it is, you need a favor. You need someone to bring you over uh, ice cold Coca-Cola because you're sick and you can't get out of bed. You can go to favor and someone will run it over and then they charge you like a $9 an hour fee or whatever the, the time that it took to go to the 7-Eleven, get the soda, get the ice, put it in a glass and bring it over to you, plus the cost of the ice and the soda. So same concept they're taking to real estate. Here's how it works. Basically, let's say you want to see a house, right? You can go on SoloPro and say, show me this house. It goes out to a bunch of agents and whoever gets it first shows you the house. Now, here's the the, the funny part, you can call it funny. Some people might be irate about this, but you as the buyer pay them 50 bucks or whatever the fee is, right? So you're trading your time for money, direct money right then and there from the buyer. And that's it. You don't get a commission. It's kind of like a BPO agent. You know, a BPO agent will do a BPO for 80 or $90 for an REO company. You know, Bank of America wants to know how much a house is, so they send out BPOs to three agents and they trade time for money and they get 80 bucks each for doing that. It's the same thing, except instead of a BPO agent, you're a showing agent or you're a walkthrough agent or you're an attending settlement agent or attending a home inspection agent. And it's interesting because I, I want to read you, I, I kind of got into it a little bit. Let's say, first of all, you're going to sell a house, okay? So you're selling your house and you have three plans, a bronze, a silver, and a gold, and they range from a thousand bucks to 1500 bucks. 
depending on what you got. Like, like if you want the agent to attend settlement and you want the agent to attend the, say, walkthrough or attend the, the home inspection, you got to upgrade your one. The 999 basically gets you in the MLS and gets you to talk to an agent. You'd have to look at the website to list one home and coordinate one transaction. You get to pick one transaction, meaning the agent then shows up for one thing during the process, and that's it. Let me read you some other things that if you decide to do this, how you would make money. And this is interesting because, you know, this is assumed there's a lot of agents out there desperate for immediate cash, and they may be right, right? They may be right. It's, it's going to almost be like a union strike and a scab line, right? Uh, you know, are these agents who are going to be scabs suddenly come out of the woodwork and start doing this, right? I, I remember when buyer brokers came in the 90s and uh, my partner Dan Sobis and I started running ads about we will be your buyer brokers. I remember getting hate mail. Uh, from agents that would literally take our ad and write a big FU on it and send it back in the mail to us. And I think you're going to have that. Some people are going to feel like these people doing this are scabs. But check this out. Tour homes, 50 bucks. Price a home, 50 bucks. Attend an event. Okay, an event is an on-site, a closing, or a home inspection. A host an open house, 100 bucks. Make an offer on a house. Put the home of your dreams under contract. Guess how much this is? 100 bucks. You know, you compare that to what a lawyer would charge, and it's, it's probably, you know, 125th of the price. It's, so it's, it's going to hurt real estate lawyers, big time. List a home. Get your home on the market and get it sold. 100 bucks. I'm not sure. I guess that's just put it in the M. Now listen to this. A hundred bucks, right? To list them. That's not even the 999 plan. That's just probably just like put it in MLS and say call call homeowner directly. Like if you want the 999 plan, that's that's an upgraded deal. Transaction coordinating. Now this is interesting. Transaction coordination, 800 bucks. Now I don't know why that's so high. I, I can tell you that our transaction coordinator that we pay charges $300 and she does a bang up job. She does, you know, 10, 12 uh, transactions for us a month. We pay her, she works out of her house and we recently decided to have her do all our buyer deals over a certain price range because our buyer agents were screwing them up so bad. And of course she does all our listings once they go under contract. And it's great because if we have a crappy month, then we don't have to pay her. But if we have a, a great month, then we pay her a lot. So it's it's contingent and, and we're not stuck with a long salary. But here, this one, unlimited support and expert advice from contract to close 800 bucks. I think they're going to find, and you guys let me know, that there's a lot to unlimited advice, especially if one in 10 of your customers are a psychiatric case and they really need a therapist. They're going to they're gonna drag some of these transaction coordinators down. Now, a tricky thing that, that happened, a couple of things, first of all, you need to know, like, number one, this is serious, okay? A subsidiary of Lowe's, right, uh, gave them a significant investment. They raised $1.4 million, and this ad that they ran cost hundred grand. So they've got some money back behind this, and they've got some power behind this. Now, a part of the problem that they've run into thus far is that they are, uh, the way that they were doing it was a 90-10 split. So let's say you say, I'm going to go show two homes for a hundred bucks, 
right? And I get 90 and they, as the broker, got 10%. Well, somebody called him out on it and said, hey, you guys aren't a, a real estate brokerage. You can't, you can't collect a referral fee, which is true. And they, they recently stopped. Now they're giving away 100% because they just want to get this off the ground. And they are saying that they will go back to that in the future once they get their legal things figured out or, or once they feel comfortable. If, if you kind of remember Zillow when they first came out, I think the referral fee was like 15% or 10%. And then as time went on and people started getting it, they jacked it up, jacked it up, jacked it up. Same sort of thing, you know, and I'm sure they got good lawyers. I'm sure they'll figure out a way around that. And they're not even admitting that that is the case, although that is assumed that that was the reason why they stopped taking the 10%. So it's basically going to be an app on your phone. And we've talked about curb call before. But this is much different than curb call in that it's taking the the fee and then drastically cutting curb call. You know, it basically took a lot. I can't remember the exact thing, but I think on curb call it was more like one. You ended up paying one percent or, or or getting a kickback for a half of the commission or something like that. I have to investigate it. But but this is like you know compared to curb call, these guys aren't even trying to make a profit on the commission. They're just trying to make little profits here and there by technology by a large 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 amount it's sort of like uber if you think about that because uber only takes 20 percent you know so you do a hundred dollar fare to the to the thing uber's getting 20 bucks or or a ten dollar fare they're only getting two bucks let's look at it that way because probably most uber rides are two bucks so they're not trying to make a killing on this but they're trying to make i guess overall maybe it will be a killing in, in that point of view so this will be interesting to see what happens and to see if it can hold you know we see a lot of this stuff happen and then you see a lot of it not really take off like i haven't seen curb call really take off and that was probably a year ago that that came out so you know i'm gonna post this on i'll post it on my facebook page pat hyben interviews real estate rockstars facebook page please comment on it let me know what you're thinking about this i'll also post it on my personal page pat hyben and patrick hyben and we'll continue to talk about this i'll post a youtube video on there very very interesting concept and, and we'll just have to wait and see so anyways without further ado let me jump right in now to the remainder of my incredible conversation with tim harris and i hope you guys enjoy the rest of this show and i will see you on friday so herein lies a challenge tim and maybe you can help me with this so basically collecting buyer leads is like living in sweden living in a socialized economy right you you are you do have a job but you give back half of your money and everything is free so yes you give money to zillow you give money to truly or you're giving money to these places and all your leads are free that's socialism right now what you painted is more like capitalism right you have to bust your ass to get the listings but you're not paying for them with a lot of money. You're paying for them with effort and you get to keep it all. Well, hopefully a lot more and you're well, in more control. So the question therein lies, how do you create this capitalist sort of entity or whatever you want to call it, analogy that I'm painting? Where do you get the listing leads from? How do you get listings without buying them? So I'm going to share with all of you a deep, dark secret in real estate. 
And, and many of you, especially, let's be honest, if you're a millennial, you're not familiar with this super secret piece of technology I'm about to share with you. Okay? Now, I, listen, I, I probably am breaking a whole bunch of covenants and agreements by sharing this technology with you. I had to have the CIA's highest level of security clearance even to know about this, but you know what? The hell with it! <laughs> on Hyben's show, I'm going to tell you guys all the best information. So there's one piece of technological advice that you need to learn to master above all else. And when you do this, <laughs> nobody will be able to compete with you. Pat, Pat, you know I'm about to tell him. Do you mind if I share it with him? I mean, this, this, is, this might get us booted out of the secret club. It's called the phone. It's called the telephone. And here's the amazing thing. How many of you guys right now respond to emails? Well, I already know that not very many of you do because we send a lot of emails. People have moved primarily, oh, and they're also moving away from social networking. Uh-oh, that's scary. What about the other coaches out there that are telling you that you can build your practice around well, Facebook and Twitter and all that? It doesn't work. It's a novelty. It's a little easy button thing that a lot of you guys found sexy, but it doesn't work. Why? Because so, few, so many people are doing it because they thought it was easy to do it because it is go up and engage people on Facebook. And they won't make phone calls. They won't actually learn how to pick up the phone and what to say and how to say it. Those are the, and so everyone rushes to these easy button things, whereas the true professionals, the top producing agents, listen to the interviews Pat does, listen to the interviews we do on Real Estate Coaching Radio. Every single one of them will tell you they pick up the damn phone. That's what they do. That's what you have to learn to do. Get over it. Don't start saying to yourself, well, they emailed me originally, so there's some unwritten rule that I have to only email them back. Or they SMS me, that means I can only SMS them back. No, pick up the phone, and here's what you'll discover. Nobody else is calling. That's going to freak you out when it happens, but you will quickly discover that nobody else is calling. And when you do make a contact, a real contact, you'll, have, you'll transcend it in their minds to a different level. Even those of you who are hunting expired, and I take my hat off to you. You guys are the backbone of the industry. Those of you who are calling expired and for sale by owners, and you know, those of you who are doing the real work. Um, you know, here's the thing. You are finding that you're having less competitors who are willing to do the real work because they're looking for the easy button. They're falling prey to the magical, uh, mythical thinking that, you know, in essence, there's some sort of secret way to game it and get to the end zone faster than actually learning how to run. It doesn't work, but there will always be a long line of jokers to sell you this mythical stuff. You need to use common sense, use your intuition, and say, there's no way that works. Obviously, it doesn't work. I need to actually take the time and learn some real skills. And when you do, this is what I love. <laughs> Again, I love this industry. But when you learn your skills, you are free. When you know any day of the week, you know exactly what you can do to set up a listing appointment. You don't have to buy that lead. And you know that you have a very, very high conversion ratio on your appointments, 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10. And you are excited. You are motivated every single day. You know what? That is freedom. Of, you don't have to worry about the ebbs and flows. You don't have to worry about what's working. You don't have to worry about the latest shiny pretty object. You don't have to worry about whatever joker is coming to your town to sell their snake oil. You can say, no, baby, I've got my shit together. I've got my 15 listings or whatever my number is at all times. I'm making my money. I'm doing things right. The scary thing that will happen to a lot of you when you guys really accept this is you're going to find yourself alone because you will be on the very leading edge of essentially the way people think. 
you're going to be becoming rich, you're going to be making profit, and you're not going to find the industry, you know, huddling around you to celebrate your victories because our industry loves awards, loves to give recognition for units and volume, doesn't celebrate, as Mr. Hyman said, the most profit. So you will have to go and find other people that are willing to share mindset like Pat, like me, like a lot of us that are on the leading edge of really what this industry is all about. I love it. I love it. And, and at the end of the day, Tim, who makes more money, socialists or capitalists? Well, okay, if you're in a socialist governmental position, you're probably doing fairly well. <laughs> but, you know, if you, if you could figure out a way to be part of the government, you're probably doing good. But, yeah, of course, man, capitalists. Right. You're, talking, you're talking about the very, it's funny you're going political, but you're talking about the very tenet of the United States. One of the reasons that Julie and I moved to Texas, if you want to know the truth, it's about self-determination. It's about learning how to do something yourself. It's about believing that you can do whatever you want to do with your life. It's about not waiting for someone to do it for you. It's not, you're not waiting for the government to take care of you. You're not waiting for someone to sell you a lead. You're going to do it yourself. Those are always the people that are going to be rich. And when you come across someone who's done it like that, learned, taken the time to learn the skills, accepted the fact that long-term, ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, Write that down. Sorry if I sound condescending. I honestly don't mean to. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, that is the secret sauce to your success. Accept it. Live by it. Follow a disciplined schedule. Three to five minimum standards every day. Focus on getting to your real estate magic number. Once you get there, replace the listings that sell. You can have your life back. You can have what you've always dreamed of. I know this for a fact because, A, we did it long ago, and, B, we have literally thousands of coaching clients that do it every single day. Wow, that's amazing. And, and I love the stories and analogies that we just put together here. So the question then is, Tim, how exactly – Let's say you got somebody, they're confused, they're like, damn, I've been in business three years, I've been buying all these buyer leads, I feel like I'm living in Sweden because you know I can only get so high, I can only do 24 deals a year, all buyers, and I'm out of time, I want to live in Texas and America and make the most of my situation, right? I want to be a listing agent only and only do listing agents and really high-end buyers, right? How do I do it? What is the first step? What is the second step? And I know okay, it's get so, on the phone, but who do I get on the phone with? But, but Pat, really, the, that's not where you start. The conversation starts with looking. Um, so, like, if I'm talking to you for the first time, and let's say your paradigm has been this big team thing, and you listen to your radio show today, and you're now – you know, saying, oh, my God, <laughs> this is me. I've done this whole thing. I believe that the profits would follow. I've been following this model for 10 or 15 years. I'm looking at my own net worth, and it sucks, okay? I am not going to be willing to follow this model anymore. I realize that it's a myth. Okay, fine. Now what do I do? The first thing, if I had you on the phone, I would do is I would look at your market in itself. I have to make sure that before you double down the market that it's not going the wrong direction. A lot of times, I mean, there's only so many things in life we can control. We can control our environment is the number one thing, right? We can control our finances. And we control our physical well-being. When you do those three things, and I would even say spirituality, when you do those three, possibly four things, everything else will sort itself out. So first thing first, I would say, what's your market, Mike? Let's go in the MLS. Let's find out days in the market. Let's find out, you know, is there enough track? Is, is, where's the most movement? Can we... Uh, you know, migrate you and your market to focusing on things that are going to be selling. Like, you guys might find 
that in your market where you think the average sale price is 200000 the real movement is happening from 5 to 7. You don't know until you go in there and look. So that's the first thing I would do, because if we can make it so you can have an average sale or average commission that's higher than your current one, that's what we're going to do. In some cases, I, I, I have no problems whatsoever. If you call me and you're from Detroit, or if you're from one of these other markets, and you're selling stuff that's $30,000, and you have to sell 30000 of them per year to make any money, I'm going to tell you to move. Wow. Because, um, well, what the hell? So what, here's an old saying, and I learned this from a guy named Jim Klimbiel, who started the first REIT in the United States, and he learned this from his good friend, Charlie, uh, what's the investment guy? Uh, Charles Schwab. He called him Charlie Schwab. And here's what he told me. Mr. Klimbiel told me this. When the going gets tough, the smart leave. I didn't understand that the first time because it certainly flew in the mm. face of how I was raised. He told me that originally when I was in my early, well, late 20s. And I didn't get it. It flew in the face of the way I was raised. I just put it in the back burner, just left it there, and didn't think too much about it. But over time, what I realized what he meant is what I just said. If you're in a market that's not working, that's going to go the opposite direction, why stay there? Why stay in a situation that's not going to be, hey, guess what? Ohio had high uh, state taxes. We moved. Why? Because it's harder to, you know, when you're paying 8% or whatever it is in state taxes in addition to federal taxes, and you can move to another state where there's no snow and there's less taxes, doesn't that make sense? There, I've, I have coached agents who no were basically... No snow and no taxes. Or less yeah, taxes. Well, I love it. No snow and no state taxes. <laughs> there, were some, Keep going. There, were some, there were some great agents that, um, you know, I didn't coach these guys, but I knew them. And they're in Columbus. And they dominated this area called Muirfield. And they made a fortune as Muirfield was coming up in the 70s and the 80s and the beginning part of the 90s. Then this new area across town called New Albany opened up. And New Albany is where Julie and I sold real estate in the latter stages of our career. New Albany Country Club area primarily. So what happened was is that their market went to the crapper because all the houses were getting old, people weren't maintaining them, and people were migrating out to New Albany because neighborhoods, guys, are trendy. And, they were, and the people that were in that price point, the upper end price point, they were definitely trendy types, and they were going to New Albany. They stopped, and they stayed in that market, doubled down, dug their heels in. We're going to wait for this market. And they used to be one of the top agents in Columbus, and I'm not going to say their names, and they doubled down the market. We're going to stay here, hell on high water. The market's going to come back. The market's going to come back. Never came back. Okay? So if you're in a market, so that's the first thing I'd say. Is let's do a real drill down on your market to find out whether it's actually viable for accomplishing your particular goals. The next thing I would do is I'd look to see where you're spending money now. If you're spending money on something that's making a profit during the transition from where you are to where you want to be, I'm probably going to tell you to keep doing it. But you're going to have to do an honest about face on the things that aren't making you a profit, and you're going to have to stop doing them. And that is buying leads. I promise you right now that if you were one of our coaching clients, most of you are finding yourself buying leads, paying five, ten times more than you were before, and it's just bad business. You're not making profit off those transactions. So we'd look at your own particular, but we'd look at your situation, your market. We'd look at your own situation as far as your, uh, your essentially if you're making any money at all. And then what we'd start transitioning you towards is, I'll tell you right now, I'd get you to subscribe to mojocells.com. Great service for basically, it's a great auto dialer, uh, great service for providing expires and FISBOs and whatnot. And then I would start to slowly, or one of our coaches, because we have you know, almost 20 coaches that work for us, we'd start transitioning you with specific 30-day goals to making contacts. We'd help you to, I don't believe in memorizing scripts, but I do believe internalizing 
And uh, personalizing scripts is important. Nobody can deliver a script if it's not their own words. So let's just put that out there. So then you would slowly, hopefully not that slow, start adjusting your morning schedule to uh, picking up the phone and making contacts, Visbos, expires, centers of influence, past clients. Um, there's, we have literally, it's realistically, it's about a list of 30 different sources that you can literally pick up the phone and call of people that are motivated to sell. Um, you know, all kinds of different sources. Pat, you know all these. Uh, and probably of that list, there's probably about 10 that are real gold. And it's not difficult. You're going to know what to say. You're going to have confidence in what you're going to say. You're going to know how to overcome objections. You're going to absolutely positively be drilled down for maybe three hours a day. So three hours a day, you're going to be focused energy, all your best energies on this particular task. You're going to learn how to pre-qualify. You're going to learn how to uh, you know, put together a killer listing presentation. You're going to learn how to put a you know, killer pre-listing pack together. You're going to learn how to be the world's best listing agent. And that would be what I'd focus on if someone wanted to transition from the current broken team paradigm to making real profit as a listing agent, assuming um, that you know, all the other things fell in place with regards to the, the, their market's health. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, Tim, what do you say to the person that says, yeah, but not all real estate agents are cut out for that? You know, some, are, Why? some don't want to bother, quote unquote, people and end quote. You know, some don't want to bother people. And what, what makes me think about this is this, you know, Haas Pratt recently uh, mentioned to me that uh, he said, oh, you got to listen to this other podcast, this guy you know, said some stuff about you that was negative about my podcast. And I never heard anything like that before. So I, w I was listening to it. I, I still haven't gotten to the part where, where he said anything about Pat Ivan interviews, real estate rock stars, but, but his big thing is, is don't bother people. Don't prospect to people that a professional agent, right? Is one who kind of works like a lawyer or a doctor where people come to them. They don't go to people. So what do you say to people to tell you, hey, Tim, your model here of going balls out every morning to uh, get, a, get these 15 listings is bothering people, is not how all agents are made? Well, okay, so it starts, that's an ego question actually, Pat. The belief that basically picking up the phone and helping somebody solve a problem and having an issue with that is your ego. Because, okay, let's pretend, listeners, that you have to pick up the phone right now and I know some of you are like, dude, come on, I do this every day, this is no problem. But those of you who uh, get a little nervous just by the, the thought of calling up for sale by owner and expired, I'm talking primarily to you. So let's pretend we're going to pick up the phone right now. Tell me where all your thoughts are going. Be honest. I know it's, you know, I, I get it. You're worried about what you're going to say. You're worried about how they're going to react. You're worried about their emotions. You're worried about what you're going to say when they say something, an, an objection. You're worried about what to do. You're worried about basically not being a professional and someone chewing you up and spitting you out and whether you can emotionally handle it if that happens. Those are primarily the thoughts that keep people from actually becoming the world's best listing agents. Mr. Hyben, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. That is 100% ego. All those thoughts are ego. That is, going back to ego, Pat, that is the psychological ego that keeps you broke. Please, if, if we, our paths never cross, all of you guys listening, free yourself of psychological ego fear. So the fear you're feeling is literally the same chemical reaction from your circadian brain, your lizard brain, that is you know, designed in all of us back when we have to, have to we'd run from cyber-toothed tigers or 
whatever the hell we were running from <laughs> with that part of our brain. But we're it's true. Bactyls, yeah. But but dude, it's true. Psycholo- psychological fear is what we feel. The fear that we have embedded in all of us as part of our software, if you will, that's real fear. But here's the difference. Your body doesn't know the difference. If you're out going on a walk today and some you know, jackass jumps the curb and almost hits you and you have to throw your, you know, wife or husband out of the way. And you're, that fear that you have right there, baby, that's real. That's real fear. Okay? The feeling you have when I said, let's pick up the phone, that is psychological fear. Mm. That is a choice. That is made up fear. But here's the scary part, but it's true. The manner in which it affects you physiologically is the same. So, the way you feel when that car's hopping the curb coming at you is the same that you feel when you're pick, thinking about picking up the phone and calling that for sale by owner, right? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So that tells, that tells you that psychological fear is a choice. If you are willing to accept, just for a second, and Google all this, guys. It's all proven research that I'm sharing with you. If you're willing to accept the fact that psychological fear is fake fear, 99% of the fear that we feel in our lives is based on our egos, Okay? Your ego doesn't want you to pick up the phone. Your ego wants you to be scared. Your ego doesn't want you to change. Your ego doesn't want you to master skills. Your ego wants you to buy, buy leads. Your ego wants you to believe that you're bothering people. That's your ego. Research this yourself. So, to answer Pat's question specifically, shift your mindset to this one thought, and then you'll find that literally everything in your life changes. My, this is what I coach everyone to believe and, 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 you know, internalize, and our coaches certainly live by this, my highest and best purpose and truest purpose, my sincere purpose on this planet as a spiritual being in a physical form, okay, that's what we are, is to be of service to others. That's it. You cannot uh, do anything more meaningful in your life than helping other people. Yes, you have to start, you know, Julie and I are, You know, one of the things that I always suggest people read when they ask for my reading list is I always say read the Bible because it gives you a good foundation on how to be honestly an honorable person overall. The Bible. Read it. So one of the things that you're going to learn is, first of all, you take care of your family. Okay? You take care of your family first, and then you can start worrying about external things. But when you're thinking about calling that for sale by owner, let's go back to this point. You're thinking about picking up the phone and calling that for sale by owner. Allow yourself to feel that psychological fear. You feel that little tang of fear? Yes, yes. You feel, and that's yeah, why they right? want to do it. They'd rather be uh, socialized, say, say, going back to that analogy. They'd rather have the but, easy way than to do the hard thing and make more money like the capitalist. Is that, you know, I mean, so, and that is why so many agents are not listing agents is because they listen to that fear. Hey, Pat, let me ask you a question. So I'm telling the truth, and what I'm saying, and you're as well, my friend, and, and what we're saying is not sexy, okay? It's not. It requires skill. It requires discipline. It requires doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. But it's the truth. Now, here's the irony of it. Every single person, every company, every, everything you're going to come across that's selling you guys stuff with the idea that it's going to help your business, notice how they do the same stuff. They're trying to sell you into the easy button because they're manipulating you through your ego because they know ultimately you are embroiled in your own psychological-based, fear-based ego. Okay, now we're getting a little weird. So I'm going to tell you how to make this practical. Yes. You are about to pick up the phone. Go back to that. 
You're nervous. You're scared. You're, oh, my gosh, all these ego fears are popping into your this head. This sucks. I don't want to do it. I'm not that guy. I'm not the salesperson. I don't want to bother people. Okay. Oh, yes, and what, I'm worried about what people are going to think about me. And if I call my centers of influence and past clients, they'll think I'm a you know, pawn-sucking whatever. Yes, and this, that, the other. Okay, exactly. These are all the things that salespeople are, which, by the way, guys, I have a little secret for you. You are a salesperson. If you don't believe me, go down to your state's division of real estate, pull out your real estate license, and see what it says. It says salesperson's license. That is what you are. But about to pick up the phone, here's what I want you to the thought I want you to try on to see if it fits. Okay, write this down on a card. Write this down. Have it as a, the primary thought. How can I be of service to you? How can I help you? Now, at first, it's, gonna, it's not you're going to be like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? At first, you're gonna, that's going to be your thought. But then as you start to tell that to yourself and read that, that becomes an affirmation for yourself. My, you know, my job is to be of service. If you start having that as your prominent thought, what happens is, in your mind, your mind cannot coexist with the psychological-based ego fears that Pat and I were just pointing out that all of you were probably experiencing at the same time that it's experiencing the mindset of being of service. Those two things are in conflict. You see, you take your power back. You unplug your ego. And then when you pick up the phone, knowing that your highest and truest purpose is being of service, you know, you're going to know what to say. You're going to have, you know, you're going to follow some scripts that you've internalized and personalized. You're going to know what to say if they say this. You're going to know what to say if they react that way. But because you're not allowing your ego to creep in, because you're being of service to the person on the other end of the phone, your intent is to call them, this is your mindset, to solve a problem, to help them. That maybe they don't even know that they need help solving. But when you have that as your prominent thought, your ego, your fear, and your fear of actually being seen as a fantastic salesperson will not be able to continue to manifest and will not ultimately control your bottom line and your net profit. What's making you broke are some of these very things that Pat and I are going down on now. Yeah, and the reason that you're buying leads from Zillow and the reason that you're paying for buyer leads and not becoming a listing agent, because I'm sure I'm not the only guy and Tim's not the only guy or only person it's preaching listings are the name of the game. and, and Who else is, dude? I don't know anybody else is. Everyone's preaching the whole team thing. Or everyone's teaching social networking. Or everyone's teaching by referral. There's nobody that's telling the people the truth. Because if they tell them the truth, dude, they'll get less sales. I would be able to sell a billion more coaching uh, uh, clients if I, wasn't, if, I was willing to say, if I was willing to lie. If, if I was willing to say, here's your 15 easy buttons you can hit at any time, and I, if I were to basically uh, not, you know, that's it. If I were so, out so of integrity. You're saying, if, if I had two products that I'm selling, Tim, and one of them is how to close every buyer lead you ever get, and the other is how to close every listing lead you ever get, what proportion would one sell over the other? Uh, the buyer lead, obviously, but here's where you really, if you want to basically get in the business of selling agents a bunch of junk, sell them leads. That's the business model, <laughs> right? Yeah. If you want to, you know, sell them leads. And that, look, that's what everybody does. They're going to call you up. You guys are going to start getting, I don't know, what, you know, if you're listening to this in replay, it's still relevant, but in the first quarter of every year, the, all these companies fire up their sales teams. They're going to start pounding the phones, calling you up, offering to sell you leads. Here's what I want you to say. Here's your script, Okay. Hell no, go away, goodbye, remove me from your list. I am going to learn how to be a listing agent. 
Yeah. And it, it, it is interesting. I think if you took all the new agents out there and you said, or, or you took 30 new agents, let's say you got a large company and you put the 30 new agents in a room on January 1st and you said, you know, how are you going to sell 15 houses or 25 houses this year? Buyers or sellers pick one. I think 29 would pick buyers. Of course. Well, this is what Julie says, right? My wife. She, and this is brilliant. Um, of course it is, because Julie said <laughs> So, uh, buyers is physical labor, right? Working with sellers is mental labor. Oh, wow. So work- buyers is physical labor. Working yeah, with work- sellers is... Me- I, I agree with that. That's good. Good job, Julie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the, the idea is that when you're working with a buyer, it's not a real skill base. Oh, my God, what are you talking about, Tim? I'm an accredited buyer, this or the other thing. I respect what you do, but by comparison to learning how to be a kick-ass listing agent, what you're doing mostly is a social thing. And please, I'm not trying to be condescending. I promise you, some of Pat, your comments are going to be, that guy was an asshole. He was condescending. He was talking down to all of us. No, what I was doing is I'm trying to do my best to tell you the truth to save you guys the learning curve of Pat and I's combined 100-plus years on this earth. So don't learn. You know, a smart man learns, yes, a smart man learns from his mistakes, but a brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others. Mm-hmm. Listen to what we're saying. No, absolutely. I agree, I agree 100%. You got me all fired up on this. This is, this is good stuff. I'm trying to think, actually, today I was doing some journaling on products that I can create, some intellectual property that I could create. And one of the ideas is a an absolute hyper-focused course on how to get a listing every time you go on a listing appointment. You know, the more I think about it, I'm thinking to myself, that is what people really need because they're afraid of listings. But at the same time, I'll probably sell less courses than, like I said before, like how to get buyer leads. Or There's a million places to get buyer leads. There, there are very few, or really the phone is, is the main one to get seller leads. Except you'd be out of integrity because you know damn well that you'd be telling, just selling people basic. You'd be focusing on, so you wouldn't be living, and I know you're not like this, Pat. You know, it's the reason you and I have been friends all these years. But I know... You live by your highest and truest purpose being of service to others. That's how you are. I never get an ego vibe from you, and I never have. Even when you and I first met, back when you and I were freaking gladiators, I never got an ego vibe from you. So you had this unique quality about you that was always receptive to learning. And, and, you know, I don't think you would do that because you know that, yeah, you could sell crap more of it because that's what everybody else says, but it's not what's best for your customer. That's the reason I'm not going to go to any of those things. I'm going to tell them, look, you said it right, bro. We're pitching to 10 people. There's 100 agents in the room, and you and I are having this conversation. You know, I'd have 10 people come up and say, I'm interested in talking with you more about your coaching program. But if you and I were up there talking about how to buy buyer leads and how to do this, the other thing, we'd have 60. Now, those 60 people would spend their money, get virtually no results, or actually lose money during the term of their engagement with your particular company, and they would have nothing to show for it, and they would have no skill set, and you'd actually taken from them. You hadn't given them crap. Whereas the agents that signed up learning how to be listing agents, you taught them how to fish. They are learning how to be financially free. They become the future of this industry. They, be, they are able to create a legacy, not just for you know, their families, but even for maybe their communities. That's what motivates me, not just the quick buck. That's, that's just... I'm so tired of that level of thinking. I'm so tired of agents believing they can't create and be in control of their own destiny. I'm so tired of people believing that they have to be dependent on other people. Pat, that isn't the way it used to be. 
That's, there's some shift that's happened societally that leads people to believe. They don't believe in the American dream anymore. They believe in some socialized version of it. That's not right, guys. Just at least open your minds to the fact that if you don't have the lifestyle you want, if you don't have the stuff you want, if you don't have the love you want, if you don't have the family you want, the experiences you want, if you don't have all that, it's your fault. It's nobody else's fault. It's your fault. <laughs> You're choosing that for yourself. No, I agree 100%. And, I, and when I'm looking back at on my, you know, 20 plus years in real estate where, you know, I had significant profit losses that I had to analyze at the end of every year and what percentage were listings and what percentage were buyers. And my best years came up. My highest profits came from heavy listing years. They really did. And, and, and the highest percentage expense ratios where my profit margins were from listing years where the list the amount of listing sold was heavier than the amount of buyers sold so it, i'm a hundred percent i mean this has been a phenomenal absolute phenomenal phone call and i hope that everybody listening uh, has gotten this message or these multiple messages loud and freaking clear i'm going to put all of tim's information on hybendigital.com backslash tim and julie harris two you know what, Pat? Listen, for your listeners, if they want to email me directly, I'm down, right? So it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, and the and is spelled out. Sorry the URL is so long is what it is, but if you guys want to email me directly, that's great, too. Um, it, Pat, can I say one last thing? Yeah, and I'm just you getting, have the I'm floor. Just, Take it away. Well, this one last thing. So there's skeptics, right? There's skeptics that are listening. There's skeptics that are, like, there's people that over-filter. And let's be honest, there's a lot of the analyticals out there. I'm partially analytical myself, so I get it. But a lot of you guys who are uh, skeptics, you're saying, oh, you know what, but I this and I that, the other thing. In other words, you're looking for reasons not to allow yourself to question your own paradigm. Here's the thought for you. Set that skepticism aside, because all skeptics, there are no such thing as a rich skeptic. Never has been, never will be. There's no such thing as anyone who basically wasn't willing to set aside their own dogmatic beliefs and look for what's better. We have to all do that constantly in our lives if we're not constantly challenging the, our belief system. I'm not talking religion, kids. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about how you do business. What you did 12 months ago to get what you got 12 months ago, I promise you will not work at the same level as it did today. When Pat and I first got into business, ideas and things and systems and scripts and things would work for three to seven years, five to seven years, let's say. Now, if you're not constantly updating your approach to your business, literally every 18 to 24 months, you are obsolete. And a lot of you guys are at red stuff, went to a trainer, did this, did the other thing. Years ago, still following the same PLP, the same, you know, pre-listing pack, same listing presentation, using the same scripts that have been used for 20 or 30 years, and you're seeing your results drop. And you're, you're frustrated, and you're, let's be honest, you're scared. You're saying, I am, you're rationalizing, I'm older, or the market's changed, or I don't have the same vitality that I used to. You need to stop making those excuses. You need to say, maybe what I'm doing just sucks. Maybe what I'm doing just needs to be updated and it needs to change. Please, don't allow yourself to write yourself off. We are right now, Pat, at the very, <laughs> I've been saying this for two years and I still believe it, and it's reinforced by, you know, facts. We're at the very beginning stages of what I believe to be the best real estate market in the history of the United States. 
Um, and two big reasons. You can listen to our frequent guest to our radio show, Real Estate Coaching Radio, Jonathan Smoke, who's the chief economist for Realtor.com. He basically has essentially backfilled my belief with actual facts, which was great. Number one reason is the baby boomers. Number two reason is their kids. If you guys can just accept the fact that we are at the beginning stages of maybe two or three years into what's going to be a probably 15 to 20 year of absolutely brilliant time to have a real estate license, embrace that, accept it. If you're not experiencing it, it's your fault. Do something about it. Well, now I, I got to roll with this because you brought it up. So what you're saying is contrary to what some people are saying when it comes to the cycles. A lot of people are with the thing of the real estate cycles going seven years or whenever you have a double term presidency, it's right when that presidency ends, you have a downturn. So what you're saying is, no, this is going to be a 21 year cycle or close to a 20 year cycle going up. There's never been in the history of the United States a group as large as the millennials that are just now entering the buying. Uh, people say, well, the baby boomers. Do your own homework. There's twice as many, if not three times as many millennials as there were baby boomers. Look at the influence that the Batnire generation Xers, so people older than us, look for the influence that they had on everything, the type of house you live in, the type of car you drive, the type of everything. Their kids, I promise you, are going to make this world almost seen uh, it's, it's literally, you're going to walk out your door in uh, 15 or 20 years, and I pray that all of us are still on Pat's radio show listening 15 or 20 years from now. Nothing is going to feel the same. Autonomous cars are going to be rolling around. People aren't going to need driver's licenses anymore. Your whole house is going to be operated. You know, but the one thing that will never change is the importance of picking up the phone or whatever the device is, hitting the button on your forehead that makes it so you can make a phone call. I don't know. Nothing's ever going to replace personal human contact. If you can adapt your mindset to knowing that that is your highest and truest purpose, to be of service to others, um, and you essentially look, read, uh, the, just study demographics. Look at how many uh, generation, uh, or the, uh, what are the millennials are starting to buy. Look at how many uh, baby boomers are starting to downsize. Will there be a recession sometime in the next 18 to 24 months? Probably. Are we in a recession now? Probably. Does it matter? Hell no. It doesn't make a difference because people still have babies. People still have to downsize. What if interest rates go up, Tim? That's going to slow the market down. I read that two points is going to do this, do the other thing. Hey, guess what? When I started selling real estate, interest rates were nearly 8%, and people still bought and sold homes. They will still buy and sell homes. Have an optimistic view of the future. Pessimists, by the way, are also almost always broke, like skeptics. When you're choosing to be a pessimist, what you're doing is you're actually giving yourself permission to not learn. You're saying, what the hell is the point of actually you know, drilling down and learning how to be a listing agent if two years from now we're all going to be living in caves, right? So don't think like that anymore. You're just taking away from your own life experience. You're just stealing from the experiences you could be having with your family and the legacy that you could leave. Realize that your highest and truest purpose of being of service to others, accept the fact that long-term, ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, and then backfill with the skills. That's it. That's, there, it isn't complicated, guys. This is a very simple equation to success that works. You don't need a 15-step plan. You don't need a freaking $10,000 website. You don't need a moving truck. I had two. It was stupid. You don't need all this stuff. You just need to drill down, focus on what we're talking about, and then rake in the profits from the services that you're providing to other people, reinvest it, and get rich. <laughs> man i love it i love it i love it tim well i love your positivity i love everything you had to say it's fascinating 
absolutely fascinating and and i just have fun buddy so listen and anytime you want to come back on the show i welcome you and definitely now that you live in austin texas i have multiple friends there now it seems like more and more people are moving to austin texas so i will be down there and uh we'll definitely have to break some bread brother email i'll take you out on one of, i spent on one of my ferraris that sounds like a plan <laughs> here you go <laughs> hey no 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 listen i am a car guy I am a car guy. If you're not a car guy, <laughs> then cars are ego. I am a car guy. I love cars. Cars are my hobby. So I'll... <laughs> okay, well, maybe it's ego. I'm not right. Yeah, just, just, just admit it. <laughs> it cares, right? <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> All right, baby. Hey, thanks for your time, Pat. And uh, listeners, uh, again, please don't think I was trying to be antagonistic or condescending or anything like that. Pat and I talked about this yesterday. He is the, he, I, I salute him for having the cojones to talk about things that people aren't willing to talk about, especially in the halls of many of the great real estate brokerages in the country. We just gave you the truth. It's the undeniable truth. Set, to, set aside your skepticism. Set aside your complacency. And just, you know what, stop being somebody who is a pessimist. You just aren't, what kind of life are you living? embrace what this life has to give you. Realize that a great day is any day where you wake up and you're looking at the green side of the grass. That's a very manageable standard for everybody. Oh, except if it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> except if you're in Ohio and your sales price. Exactly. And <laughs> moved Austin. And you're freezing. <laughs> well, I hope you've enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock-solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. These insights, along with goal setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how-tos, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.